Welcome to the Bart and Dane Show. I'm Dane. And I'm Bart. An episode of once again tell you the government's corrupt, people are crazy, and God is right. We have uh, Mark R. Maynard, West Virginia State Senator, uh, the 6th District. And I do, well, do I want to apologize for my opening, but because government is corrupt. Well, and I know you're a state senator. <laughs> well, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's our spiel. I'm trying to fix it. But, uh, you're trying to fix I it. I understand. But, uh, you know, and it, this is amazing because now you're surrounded by three politicians once again. It seems like <laughs> I'm always surrounded by politicians. <laughs> but that's okay. Mark, it's great to have you, man. Just uh, give us a little bit of background. How, why did you get into politics? Well, my grandfather was heavily involved in politics. And my mom's brother and her sister, his uh, wife was involved and in the state executive committee and then my mom was always involved and um, I remember being in the Republican headquarters when Reagan Bush was running in 84 in right. Wayne County and um, I've always you know been interested and involved and uh, I became started attending the Wayne executive committee meetings and then I became chairman in November of 2004 and I helped candidates you know along the way and and tried to find candidates and recruit them as chairman of the county executive committee and um, actually how I got in this Senate position I was the ballot commissioner for Wayne County and we approved the ballot one Democrat one Republican are there when the County Commission kind of selects the names because the order of the yeah. names on the ballot is pretty important and they draw it out of a hat and it's just for uh, you know to make sure everything is transparent Right. So we got down to the 6th District of the Senate, and it for the Republican side, it says candidate did not file. And so this district is four counties big, and I didn't try to recruit somebody for the 6th District because there was three other counties involved. When I saw that vacancy, I was like, I can't believe this guy's going to get a free ride right. all the way primary. He didn't have a primary opponent, then, and he wouldn't have had a general opponent either. So I called the county chairman, uh, or the state chairman, uh, Dr. Doug McKinney, I was like, there's a vacancy on the ballot, and uh, I'll put my name on there so this guy doesn't get a free ride. Are you kidding? What do we have to do? <laughs> and uh, so it was a long, drawn-out process and had to get, uh, you know, fill out some papers and stuff. And so I got my name put, you know, for the vacancy. But my name wasn't on the primary election, but it was in the general. And so I ran and didn't have any help, but uh, it was a positive experience. I didn't spend too much time or too much money. And... And I lost, and uh, <laughs> but it was a great thing. Now, I, you you ran as an independent then, or no? I was a Republican. Okay, been a Republican all my life, and okay. my mom's whole family was Republicans. My dad's whole family was Republicans all their life. You know. Okay, and that, what if there's a Democrat and in Wayne County and their last name is Maynard, I'm not related to them, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? I know Wayne County is, I mean, predominantly Democrat, it or at is. least it used to be. Yeah. And you know that was uh, you. There was a you were talking about earlier. Uh, there was a flip. Yeah, and and it's slowly changing in Wayne County. Um, matter of fact, the really? whole state now has flipped yeah. in February of twenty one. But you know the Democrats in Wayne County, they're not uh, these liberals you see in San Francisco. I agree. They're God fearing, gun toting, pro life yeah. uh, Democrats. Right. You know, a Southern Democrat. So, uh, um, you know, I think that's how I got elected because they liked what I stood for. But, um, you know, I ran successfully in 2008, and I thought, you know, someday I'd like to run again. And in 2012, um, the seat 
somebody wasn't going to run. You know, he was down to the last minute, nobody's running. I was like, gee. And then uh, Bill Cole ran, who uh, who became our Senate president in 2014 or 15. And um, so I was approached by Conrad Lucas, the state chairman at the time, to run in 2014 against a 32-year incumbent, longest-serving senator in the history of West Virginia. You know, so what's his name? Um, should <laughs> Questions get easier. Yeah, no, I'm uh, sorry. Put oh, you on the spot I, like I, that. I, no. It should be right on the end of my tongue. Uh, Truman Chafin. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, reluctantly, I decided to run. Wow. And uh, so, um, I won by 389 votes. Wow. Out of 22,000 votes cast. So, so what counties are in your race. district? I, know. I live in Wayne, so and Wayne. then the three counties south of me on the Kentucky and Virginia border are um, Mingo, McDowell, and Mercer. So you go all the way to Mercer County, mm-hmm. Princeton, Bluefield. Yep. Oh, That's wow. My district. Long ways away. It's a four-hour drive wow. from it's me. Wow, a big district. Yeah. yeah. Now, was that affected in the redistricting just recently? Somewhat. Yeah. Like, the district that I was elected to was all of Mercer, most of McDowell, half of Mingo, and a third of Wayne. Um, now it's like now it's still all of Mercer. Now it's all of McDowell, all of Mingo, and a little bit less of Wayne. I guess with the population decrease, my physical size of my district got larger to incorporate 110,000 people, which is what they want the district to have in, in West Virginia. That's interesting. Yeah. So now you're running in the fall, right? Yes. And uh, unopposed? No, I had a primary election with two opponents and uh, made it past that. And now I have one opponent in the general on okay. November 8th. All right. Friends, don't let your friends vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there in West Virginia, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need that. We don't need to go, we don't need to go backwards. Um, the abortion bill. I know you want to. I know you want to talk about you know a few other things here, but the, the abortion bill that uh, that just uh, can you can you go over that kind of what uh, kind of what happened with that? It's such a long drawn out process. I don't know really where to start, but I'll start with the House. They had a bill, and they this was uh, after Roe v. Wade, right? Yes, so, yes. And this ahead. was the special session last week. They produced a bill that was weak in my. Uh, the way I looked at it, yeah, it uh, allowed an exception for rape and incest, and I know that is a very tough thing to go through. But the way I look at it is, you're picking winners and losers. There you go. Okay, we're going to kill these babies, Preach but it. not these babies. Preach it. You know. So they sent it to us, and I'd hoped that we would make it stronger, but we made it weaker. And there's, uh, I serve with. Many, many good Republicans, but there's three that's very special to me, and that's uh, Senator Patricia Rucker, Senator Mike Azinger, and Senator Robert Carnes. And we are usually always aligned on really just the Republican platform. Right. But it's hard, you know, so many people have a tough time doing what the Republican platform says. And uh, even I even Googled it while this was all going on, and the Republican platform says, you know, no exceptions. But right. Lines so, up biblically too with the biblical, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You, go ahead, sorry. It's all right. So, uh, you know, much trial and tribulation. There were some amendments that passed on the floor that took out criminal penalties for doctors that perform it, you know, which was not what we wanted. Good grief, yeah. And um, I, I hate to say it, but I really wanted to kill the bill, but I had people telling me that this bill would prevent that abortion clinic from operating. But I don't really 
believe them, but you know, uh, where I'm not an attorney, it's hard for me to know. I thought that our current code was stronger, and maybe according to the judge, Salingo, that put the stay on maybe something fresh had to be put on, you know, the books. But um, so I felt that this was weaker, not only weaker than what we could do, but weaker than what the current code was. But I was actually going to vote no, but on the bill just to fail it so we could start over again, you know. Yeah. And um, so the way the process works, House sends us a bill. If we vote yes on it and don't change it, then it goes straight to the governor's desk. So the House sends us this bill. We changed it by making it weaker. Then it has to go back to the go House back. for approval. Right. And then if they approve it, then it goes to the governor's desk. If they don't approve it, then we have to have a uh, – it goes to conference, and then we kind of hash things out. And trying to make a compromise, kind of similar to the federal, mm-hmm. yeah. the way it does yeah. in the federal. Yeah. Level. And so I wanted to just—I really wanted. My gut told me to fail it and start all over again because it, the house—I don't think it will be have any more teeth in it than what the house sent us, you know. And then I had house members saying, you know, pass it and send it back to us, and we'll fix it. But after thinking about it, I don't think they can make it better, and that would be to take out the exceptions. Um, and they probably wasn't going to do that. Yeah, but these were hardcore House members that tell me to send it back. It wasn't the, the mild okay. ones, you know, but I, I think you. that they were just didn't want to see a week's worth of work die. So reluctantly, I voted for it. And I had a speech made up that I was going to say on the floor, and I just I just let it go. But I voted against all the amendments that I thought weakened the bill. and um, so. But we did pass the bill out and then went back to the House, and then we adjourned, and I think, you know, Rumor is we're going to go back next week when the House, you know, uh, is going to come back in, and we'll talk about it and see what we do. But my only hope is that we can get some more conservative senators and even delegates elected this fall and then fix it in uh, during the session because we just are not conservative enough, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to get a good, you know, Good, good bill through right now. So, uh, so it hasn't passed or anything like no, that. No, not nothing. Yet. Nothing's. Yeah. So it went, through, the, went through the house, went to the Senate. Now it has to go back to the house, yeah. and you guys went on a break with yeah. no determined time to come back. No, just to, you know, probably next week. Yeah. So, uh, so no, the old abortion law that was on the books before uh, Roe v. Wade was, um, I think it was um, anybody performing abortion, you know, up to ten years in jail. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Judge Tara Slingo that you just mentioned put a stay on that, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, if something's already on the books, they they have too, they have a lot of power. Yeah, the code is a code, and the that's what you code, live by. Right. You know, yeah. if there would, had been a problem with it in the past, I mean, there should have been legislation ran that, that changed that. But, right. You know. should be taken to the Supreme Court on that, you know, to just kind of overrule her. Mm-hmm. But. And that original original bill you're talking about, original law or ordinance or what, what is it called? Um, code. Just code. a section of the code. Okay. Yeah. So that was passed, what, back in the 1800s? 1800s, yeah. It, yeah, 1849, old, I believe. Old, yeah. and, it, and it was yeah. there in place until 72 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? Right. So they had no problems with it from yeah. from then to there. Yeah. But then now they have a problem with it. Um, so, so my... Question though is, and I'm not that familiar with West Virginia politics and the fact that do you have uh, we we kind of talked about that how many how many senators did mm-hmm. you have? Yeah, there's 34 senators. 34 senators with two state. per district. Yeah, 17 districts. Okay, and then 
What's the? How, do you know the breakdown on that as far as Republican Democrat? Yeah, is? there's uh, 23 Republicans and 11 Democrats. Democrats. So we have a super, they have a super yeah, majority. Super majority. Yeah. And also in the House too, there's a super majority of Republicans. Yeah. And you can't get that bill to go through. There. Yeah, I know it's sad, and it's just I Google it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very disappointing for me too, and very frustrating. And uh, me and my my three good uh, conservative senators, you know, were just. Very upset, yeah. and also we had um, some national right to life people who you'd think you would want it to be strong language, but they were okay with the exceptions. I think they've got this national view, yeah, of things, and yeah. they don't want to step on anybody's toes. And I, I would really like to have disregarded what the I hate to say what you know certain members of right to life because they're just a little bit soft in my opinion you'd think they would be like all the way because i've had many bills that uh would uh, prevent abortion from conception which you think that's what everybody would want yeah but i I never did get one right to life group that got behind that bill a life is a life yeah Yeah, you said that you said that perfect they have a a national Mm -hmm. you know overview of of this stuff and um, they're afraid, probably afraid they're going to get canceled. Probably afraid they're going to yeah. wind up on Facebook and social media about you know being uh, you know being extremist or whatever. But you know I think that's um, we just need to get some backbone back. And I appreciate all the you know all the efforts that uh, you guys you guys do are trying to get done because this this is huge in my opinion. You know it's just something something like this. I don't think the National Right to Life organizations or maybe they do, but we've got such a good people here that are that are a different type of people than, you know, what when you get out of the Appalachians, I think, you know, and right. I think that they would support us, you know, when we say, you know, not picking winners and losers. And one thing I want to mention, when we were on the floor, um, one of my fellow senators was, used the word of murder in reference. And the senator from Harrison County, Senator Romano, he uh, protested the use of that word, you know. What? And um, and the lady that was using it, she backed off. But I wish I would have stood up yeah. and said, since when can you not, or, or has it been verified that it's not, that killing a baby is not murder? I mean, I, yeah. and then she didn't, she refrained from using it, but. That's, you that's know. one thing I said before is in the fact that when does it actually become murder? Because that, that's what. And this, like I said it before, it's a political football for mm-hmm. both parties of what it is. But but the thing is, is when does it become murder? You know, if we're going to isolate and say, oh, it's not murder until birth, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you have to have absolute truth. You know, if, if you don't have absolute truth, in, then everything becomes an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, what's my truth? What's your truth? Well, that just doesn't, it just doesn't, they don't coexist. It has to be an absolute truth. So, you know, Jeremiah 1-1, you know, there you go. But... Just something to what you said. Cancel culture is real. Mm. I mean, you're just afraid to use certain language. You're yeah. afraid to. No, exactly. You know, it's uh, it's it's really sad. And I'm gonna go off the rail here. Do you remember that putt that uh, Tiger Woods made in the Masters? Uh, yeah, it was a while. It was a long time ago, and they called it. What was it? Good enough, or what was it? What was that? Do you remember? I'm thinking about this bill and the fact that you know you guys are settling with what you got, you know. I know what you're saying. I can't think of the quote, but yeah, you're right. I, I know what. I it was that long. Talking. It went down right. the hill, and it. I mean, it was. I'm it was not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. 
but but yeah, I, I feel like you guys kind of kind of settled with what you got there. What well, kind of puts you guys in the mentality? It's like I can't really believe we got this far. We better stop while we're ahead, or you know, I, I, even though you know, do you regret? I mean, you know, not 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 voting though. You know, I didn't think about the fact of it not having more teeth. Right. I was, you know, I had some hardcore conservative delegates text me say, pass it, send it back to us, we'll fix it. I got you. You know, and that gave me hope. But then I thought, wait a minute, the strongest bill they could send us the first time wasn't strong enough. Wasn't strong enough, right. So are they going to change their mind now and make a stronger bill with the same people? You know, and then I thought, you know, it won't have any more teeth. They might be able to take out how we made it weaker but then it'll be still back to a weak bill that the house sent us well the MAGA train is uh, we we've seen we're seeing what's happening in elections you know some of the bigger ones you know attorney general of arizona and um i think it was wisconsin and the governorship of arizona a lot of the a lot of the MAGA candidates i mean i think he's like 75 and three or something like that so maybe that'll hit West Virginia. Maybe put it on the back burner and get some get some stronger delegates in there. And yeah, maybe yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's always a hope, and it's uh, you know, it's a good one. But uh, I don't even know if Stacy knows this, but uh, I was the 2016 um, co-chairman for Trump's campaign, mm-hmm. presidential campaign for West Virginia. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, I had con- a memory pop up on my Facebook really? today because this day in 2017 he was at the. Civic Center. Oh, really? And I, that's where I was the MC at. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I showed Dana. I said, see, I'm not a bandwagoner. I've been with him since the beginning when he came down that escalator in 15. You're such an insur- insurrectionist. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? No, that's just great, man. That was such an honor. Unbelievable. There was like 19 Republican candidates, you know, fighting for the Republican nomination. And in December 15, I'd already, Trump was already my man. And I thought to myself, gee, I'd like to get involved with his campaign, but, you know, how do you do that? And I was in Gabriel Brothers Christmas shopping. I got a phone call from a guy I know that's involved in politics, and he says, would you uh, dedicate yourself to Trump and be, you know, uh, he be your nominee and endorse him? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, you know. And then he said, then he started talking. He's like, well, okay, you know. And then the next step I became co-chairman with uh, – Mike Stewart, who's currently now running for the right. state senate seventh district, that was such a great experience. You know, and going to the RNC convention in Cleveland and West Virginia got a seat right up front because of our electoral votes and stuff. And that's uh, great. That's yeah. awesome. I bet you have a lot of good pictures. Yeah, yeah, it was it's great. Yeah, you know, saying I can, I really want to say that I was I've been on the Trump train from the very beginning, but I was one of those guys that wasn't. Not that I didn't like Trump, I just liked somebody better. I was a Ben Carson guy. Mm-hmm. I have. I, I was up in my office upstairs, and I saw a, a Carson Ben Carson twenty twenty sixteen, and I thought, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, he would have been good too. But I, you know, so but I soon got on that train. Yeah, you know, um, I hate to admit this, but back in the Obama days, I was for a Republican that I thought could win. You exactly. Know? And I thought he was. I was for Trump at first because he had money. He had name recognition, and he was Republican. Business sense, and that—that yeah. that was, and I didn't even think about that. Right, right. Not part of the swamp. Yeah, and so then I started uh, researching him uh, even before I was um, had that phone call, and saw that he said, uh, you know, you'd hear "Merry Christmas" again, and he believed in marriage between a man and a woman. He went out on a limb and said a lot of hardcore conservative things, and I was like, wow, you know, 
not only was I for this guy because I thought he'd win, but now I'm for him because I right. believe what he believes in. Right. That's kind of what did it for me, too. I, I, I saw that uh, Carson didn't have a chance. So, you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I I did the dirty deed of pulling the lever for people like Mitt Romney and John me McCain. Too. And, me too. You know, <laughs> it's like it was so refreshing to see, oh, man, this is really somebody that mm-hmm. I can really get behind, you know. But uh, it took me a took me a little while. But that quote, I looked it up. It's better than most. Better than most. That's yeah. it. That's it. Better than most. And that's what I was thinking about this bill. I mean, it's probably better than most. But That's true, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, better than most. Yeah. We would, we I, would, I was actually at that uh, Trump rally. I, I, I made the news. The girl next to me was dancing like crazy. <laughs> and Dr. Paulus, yeah, was dancing back and forth. Oh, yeah, it was Richard, crazy. Richard but I could read his teleprompter. I really? was that close. And huh. it was interesting to watch. And he didn't actually say word for, you know, word for mm-hmm. verbatim. I was going to ask how many times he'd veer off of that. Uh, he, he would stay close to it, but he, would, he wouldn't just it, – it was – Right. He knew the spiel. Right. He know. didn't say repeat line. No, that's no. <laughs> oh, great. You know, I, I was asked to be at that um, rally, and then an hour before they said, "Oh, uh, we want you to MC it and introduce all these people," with no teleprompter, no script. So I had to look up Bobby Pruitt and Woody Williams, and which I knew these guys, but I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. say you know off the top of my head it's things about them. So, when you're on a so I had to hold myself. People. Yeah, I had to hold myself off in a corner and write scripts and write these people. I forgot notes. Woody. We, we, I forgot he yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah. So he was. So for some reason, the speakers were set way off to the side. Yeah, it had a long run. And I was there with Woody. You know, we we're sitting in these uh, Civic crazy. Center fold-up soft chairs on the floor. Yeah. And Woody got up on one of those fold-up chairs so he could see, you know, the stage. Standing, you know, I guess he was 90 maybe then. Standing on one of those fold-up chairs so he could see the stage back then, you know. Isn't that something? What a guy. What a guy. So Bob Pruitt is the old Marshall football coach. A lot of people that listen to us in different continents may not know who Bob Mm. Pruitt is, but they know who Woody is. Everybody should know who Woody is. Yeah. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah, man, that was. Uh, of course, you know. I mean, it's it's gonna happen to all of us. But yeah. man, what a life. Yeah, yeah. It's you really know, I something. was I was telling my wife, you know, if I could just maybe just like a a third or a quarter of the things he did in my yeah, life. To, yeah. But you know, it's like that guy was. You were lucky for one percent. Well, <laughs> I was I was doing the pie chart, and I was like, you know, one third is more than one fourth. So I got a how small I got a city back there. Yeah, one per, right, exactly one percent. I mean, you know, I, I I feel like that was a pretty good life. But man, Woody was. Yeah. Good. Yeah, great. Something. Great something generation. Else. All right. What else we got? So what's, what else is near and dear to you? What are you working on now? I mean, what you know? I mean, I don't really want to say your your legacy. Let, what's let, your... Me, let me ask this also. I'm sorry okay. to interrupt, but now you guys meet uh, for like 60 days in mm-hmm. the in the early spring. I mean, before spring, winter time, basically, was it? Middle of January to the middle of March. You know, 60 okay. days straight. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. after that, you're not required to meet. We're but not. Sometimes you go in. Uh, the governor sessions, can do yeah. a special session, mm-hmm. and then the, who who is it that can call it other than the governor? There's another person that can call that. Special. Well, the legislature can call themselves back in, but it, with it's a, kind of with a, a percentage of yeah, yeah. votes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was just kind of interested. You know that you go the you could go the whole year. I mean, basically ten months out of the year and not. Not even meet. How does Ohio do it? What's the diff- do you know the time frame? I don't. I don't know for sure on that. Um, uh, yeah, that? I'm not sure either. Hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they're in. I think they're, they're in session a lot more. It, they're it's, they're I, considered yeah. full time legislators in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah. and we're part time. Yeah, uh, but how many we states do, do that. You know, I've seen the chart. Really, it's about. I never uh, knew that. Some oh, okay. some states are in year round. Wow. You know, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm thinking Ohio is more hmm. like that. But I also seen on your. Um, thing that you uh, car dealer or mm -hmm. you yeah. dealing cars you use cars pretty okay yeah so fairly big lot I no actually the the more the longer i'm in the senate the less time i have for my business and i was a bit of a micromanager as a family business you know and i called the shots and i did everything and sometimes i would detail the cars and i'd go to the auction and buy the cars and yeah. you know every day my phone's blowing up with uh, a pothole or you know, some something. You is. know what that's like being a trustee, right? <laughs> I got a used car salesman and a politician. I know that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this says ten American states have full-time legislature. Only ten. Mm -hmm. Wow. I would, Does it list them? You said that. I, wow. Okay. There's so much work to be done in West Virginia. We really should be full-time because yeah. we spend that 60 days. I mean, it's not wide open to start with, but it ramps up, and then it's like crazy and it seems like in your guys situation the bills won't make it out of committee uh or you run out of time before the bill would actually mm -hmm. make it you know to, yeah, probably, to the governor's desk probably only 10 or 15 percent of the bills actually get passed yeah uh, the full time are california michigan new york pennsylvania alaska hawaii illinois massachusetts ohio and wisconsin hmm. so that we look at how question. many of those are battleground states mm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? How did oh, you yeah. think about that? Yeah. So what do you think about Jim Justice? No, I won't ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But what I was going to ask, you know, is um, something that, you know, I think we all have a passion, something that's near and dear to our hearts, something we want to look back and say, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether it's your legacy or, or whatever, I mean, what uh, what's, your, what's your, I mean, is that putting you, putting no, you on the spot? But There's way more important things that than what I'm going to say to you. But uh, one thing to me is adventure travel and letting people discover West Virginia to come here because, you know, we need to diversify our economy and coal's no longer going to be our big, you know, producer. And uh, what adventure travel is to me is someone planning their vacation here and being able to whatever form of recreation on our public land. Um, I myself am a, a jeeper. I love to uh, probably Stacy mm -hmm. knows a little bit about that. And um, we're missing the we're just missing the boat because we, we have so much public land in West Virginia. And, and real quick, I'll tell you, uh, there is zero recognized OHV, which is off highway vehicle trails on federal land in West Virginia. And then there's one recognized trail system on state land in West Virginia. That's a bill that I got passed down in Cowboy Lingo in Southern Wayne County. And I actually got a tour of that, of the facility, um, a couple of weeks ago. And it's just amazing. And, um, but you know that's so how that came about is uh my dad was a member of a jeep club when i was growing up and we would go on trail rides and have club meetings very professional with a president a vice president a treasurer and a secretary and would have weekly club meetings with minutes and and they would do fundraisers and stuff and uh so i was around that all my life and then as i got old enough to drive i had a uh, bronco and i would go out in the hills it was kind of therapeutic for me and as I got, when I got elected to the Senate, I never dreamed about being able to fight for access. So you've got these bureaucrats that are in charge of this public land. Amazing. Now, the less people 
and they'll probably hear this and think I'm the devil, but the less people that they allow on that land is less trouble and problems for them to deal with. Sure. So they want to block it so people can't, taxpayers can't access their own taxpayer land. And so what I do is I try to fight for you know, access to this land. It's all right. Now, I know Taxpayer we have Taxpayer land. You said it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but I'm not asking to uh, ride your Jeep across any piece of public land there is, but I think we should get our fair share along with uh, mountain bikers. And I've been fighting for e-bikes uh, up there. They won't, the state won't allow class two and class three. I had to fight for, so all e-bikes were illegal on any bike path in what, West Virginia. Is that electric bike? Is yeah. that what you're mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Okay. And uh, like my electric lawnmower. So yeah, he's, he's you can all, take that up there. He's in on there too. Yeah, he's got. It. I like this guy. <laughs> so I had to fight to get class one. You know, the DNR wouldn't allow class twos right. and class threes, and they're basically all the same. So I did get class ones allowed, and I had a bill last year to get class twos and class threes allowed, and they uh, it went to the house and died. But uh, I mean, let's face it. I mean, every state needs tourism. It's it's great for the economy. Just to, real quick here, I'm, I'm originally from Ohio and met this girl from West Virginia, and the rest is history. But, um, you know, I used to think, honestly, West Virginia, you know, look look on the hill and see, you know, Ned Beatty playing a banjo or whatever. But I will, I will sit here and tell you that it is, it, the state is beautiful. We go to New River, we, we, we zip lining, we go, I mean, we go to Fayetteville, we go, we, every Blackwater, Blackwater Falls, oh, yeah. Seneca Rock, wherever. Um, Dane's got a cabin. We, we don't go there. Don't mention that. I don't want anybody to go there. <laughs> but, oh yeah, well, he's got a place somewhere in West Virginia that, 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 that we go, that we go fishing. He, you know, I was, uh, I'm blessed enough for him to invite me out there and it's just so beautiful, you know, fly fish, it just, West Virginia is such a beautiful state. It's just like I feel like people need to see it yeah. and not listen to, you know, all the rhetoric surrounding it. It's like it's a bunch of hillbillies mm-hmm. and, you know, deliverance people. But It's the best-kept secret. It really is. It really That's an Ohioan saying that, you yeah. know. It's like it's it's beautiful. It's the only state that's entirely within the Appalachian mountain range. I say, I, I say Appalachian, but you get away from here. People call it Appalachian, but yeah. um, it's the only one that's entirely within Appalachian mountain range. Do you know that West Virginia, according to what a what requires a mountain, West Virginia has no mountains. Hmm. Is that right? No. The mountain well, state. The mountain state. <laughs> there's no mountains in West Virginia because right. I guess it has to be a certain, certain height. height or, because, huh. and what, they seem pretty tall. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm looking. I was like, really? My goodness. <laughs> Standards Seems are low. Seems pretty steep to uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they name them that, you know, like Cheap yeah. Mountain in different places. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah. Right. but yeah. it doesn't meet the, you know, and it, I, I understand what you're saying because I, I've been out in, out west and other places where you you, know, you got a 15,000 height. You know, ten thousand. Right. There's no trees after that. You know, and it's right. it, they're amazing. You know, but West Virginia's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful. That's why place. they changed lo- the hills are alive in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is that what they? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. <laughs> Sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? So that's great with the, the economy and stuff like that. Um, have you? Uh, have you? Um, I'm sure you've authored bills. Um, any, Quite any, a few. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Anyone that I mean that you're proud of that you, you know I, I'm sure you're I've proud already, of all ups that you wrote them but I've give already, us a couple. I've already spoke about this, but uh, it was a two-year pilot project. So I'm gonna tell real quick, try to tell the story. 
Cowboy Lingo is the local state forest in my area. Right. I went there as a kid. They had a pool, and they had shut the pool down in 2015, winterized and everything, just and didn't open up in 16. And then I had heard rumors that they were going to turn the whole place into a WMA, a wildlife management area, lay off all the staff, and just let weeds take this over. And it's a it's a um, a CCC camp built by um, in the 30s, and I should know all the the figures on it, but they they got these trained craftsmen to to train other people that were down on their luck, you know, during the depression, and give them a trade and stone, mason work and building cabins and stuff. And they built built these CCC um, amenities around the the nation, I guess. And so this cowboy lingo was built, you know, by the CCC people. Just beautiful stonework and cabins and stuff. And so I didn't want to see it, you know, go away. They were uh, spending three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to keep it open. Had three percent campground rental and fourteen percent cabin rental. Oh, and I wanted to see people come back there so they could open the pool up. You know, well, uh, me being an off-roader, uh, I did a couple visits and talked to a few people. A long, drawn-out process, and I got a bill bill um, written that would make it a two-year pilot project for a an off-road trail system there. Now that sounds a little scary on public, you know, property, but it's a actively um, harvested forest. So there's being trails cut all over the yeah. the forest land all the time while they're harvesting timber, and uh, so um, that bill passed the house. I started starting or passed the Senate, went to the House, passed, and the governor signed it. I was amazed, and uh, they put it out for bid, and Hatfield McCoy uh, won the bid and they built the trail system and I just had a tour of it like I say a couple of weeks ago and and that's was all I mean started out with me and I'm I'm very proud of that. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So if I get on the Hatfield McCoy trail I could go to Cowboy Lincoln. How far can I go? Well so their trails are not all connected. There's trail systems oh, really? here and trail okay. systems there. I think they're wanting to connect them all. Yeah that'd be a I great mean, idea. But the thing and let me tell you this a little bit you probably don't know in West Virginia even before I got to uh the capital, you can ride an ATV or a side by side, kinda on the road. You have to if it's a if the road has a, a center line, you have to ride on the shoulder, and when the shoulder is not there, you have to ride in the farthest right of the lane. Unlimited on backcountry dirt roads and uh, backcountry paved roads that don't have a line on. Mm-hmm. Unlimited. So technically, you could go from trail system to trail system if you use the public you. roads. Okay. Okay. Something I want to ask you. You said something about Jeep, and you said Bronco. So yeah. Are you a Jeeper? Are you a Bronco? What's What's the story? You this? know, I, I like them all. I have to, I have both. So. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. It's not Old white, ones, though, not new ones. It's not white and AC Cowan's driving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank God. Funny. Are you still in the Jeep club? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Evan though, that, Evan Morrell, he's uh, he's my district. He's uh-huh. my delegate in my district. Uh, he has a Jeep, and I think he's into that too. He did have. I don't. He sold his. Did his, he sell his Rubicon? I don't know if he, I don't think he got he another one yet. Any, oh yeah. man, I don't have to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's he's a fine guy. I would like mm-hmm. to. I'm gonna ask him to ask him to come on here. Yeah. He, uh, he went to my church. They left. And then we end up leaving, and then I walk in, and there's Evan. <laughs> so we, we go to church together. So I've known Evan a long time. Evan is the chairman of the Congressional Prayer Caucus in the House, and I'm the senator that's the chairman in the Senate. All right. Oh. The Congressional Prayer Caucus. It was started by uh, Congressman Forbes, and, awesome. and they would take 
uh, a select group of congressmen, they'd meet off to the side before the floor session. And so that's what we do every day before floor session. We meet in the Senate President's Conference Room, and those of us that are members of the uh, Congressional Prayer Caucus for West Virginia, we, we check everything else at the door. We don't talk about any legislation or anything that doesn't have to do with uh, Christian principles and values. Right. Yeah, that's... Uh you know that goes way back to the founding fathers. Thomas Jefferson said the only the only book that should be you know mandated in a public school system is the Holy Bible. Mm. Um, George Washington, you know, talking about before before every you know congressional congress met or anything like that, there was prayer. Mm. Um, and that's uh, <clears throat> I said that the the people not standing up for what's right, afraid to be canceled or mm-hmm. you know over social media is the biggest problem. But that's probably the second biggest problem. It you is know, God being first. So. We do uh, awesome, open man. every That's floor awesome. session with prayer Perfect. on the on the Senate floor. Is that right? Every day, yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. And you stand by that. Yes, man. Absolutely, because you know after it's all said and done, you know, I talked about absolute truth. You know, after after it's all said and done, I mean, you know, we ain't gonna be we're gonna, we'll be Woody one day. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be there. And that's after it's all said and done, man. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. We can sit here and talk about you know abortion or whatever. You know the anything, but. Do you guys remember in the elementary school, which I don't know who was the principal when you guys were there. We all went to Chesapeake. But they had the Ten Commandments hanging on the wall. Do you remember Uh, that? Joe Smith. Absolutely. I remember that. I remember going to the Mine was Bob Harris, and Jack Finch was there. Right. But, you know, I I do remember that, going to the office, and there there they were. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, just every day, you know, the pledge and, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, we – even even football, um, you know, my football team. I mean, before every game, you know, Coach Lambert, you know, uh, Steve Lambert from Hanging Rock. I mean, he came to Chesapeake and coached. I mean, every Lord's Prayer. Yeah. I am not a Steelers fan, and I really don't care about sports to be honest with you, especially after the past five years. But did you see what the coach of the Steelers team said? Hmm. You're not activists. You're athletes. Yeah, absolutely. nobody. On mm. my team, will kneel mm. or they, like you know anymore. And they don't. And I it's hate good. the Steelers too. Done. But you got to admire <laughs> yeah. Mike Tomlin, Jim Harbaugh, who I'm a big Ohio State fan. Jim Harbaugh was at a conference and said, you know, he just slammed the abortion rights people. And I was like, I never thought I. But I like Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> just for that moment. <laughs> just let that be clear. But yeah, but that's man, that's awesome. Dana, you got anything? What do you got? No, you're talking about that coach. I, I liked it when he put his foot out there and tripped that one player. Do you remember that one? That was that? Tomlin, yeah. yeah. Okay, he was on an interview, and he said that he got caught up. It was not intentional. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he, he said it, the reason he, he looked, because he looked up at the Jumbotron, he saw himself, and he saw this guy coming at him, and he put his foot out to get out of the way. Now, that's his, yeah, that's yeah, his okay. story, and he's sticking and to he's it. Sticking to, what game was that? I was, I was playing the Browns. I don't remember that. I don't know, but yeah, he Long tried to trip man. a player. That's funny. <laughs> well, at least he didn't punch him like Woody did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our moments. Hey, um, you had talked about uh, some, uh, the, what is that, the I-73 or 74. Mm-hmm. Are you still on that, or is that yeah, something that's you kind know, of? Yeah, um, little by little, the, the governor's allowing funds to be put toward it. Uh, that, that road actually connects Detroit and Myrtle Beach. And it goes entirely through my district. And back when uh, Governor Underwood was in charge, he actually started some segments of the road, actually in Pritchard and Pritchard, Crum. right? Exactly. And uh, but then after, I guess after his term, nothing was touched. And actually, Governor Justice is, you know, completing little segments here and little segments there. So. I- I think it seemed like that would be competing with the turnpike in particular. Well, it would be, and I'm sure that's probably been a reservation 
in the past but everybody i've talked to in that area this is such a remote area like mcdowell county um i've talked to them and they would be okay with making it a toll road i mean, i would hate to advocate for that but there needs to be something to pay for you know the bonds and stuff and i would be okay you know uh with it being a toll road and that way they would take away the worry of them losing their four dollars and 25 cents per person and uh, which actually I, i'm not an advocate for the tolls anyway because that was put there to pay for the road and the road was officially paid for like three or four years ago yeah i understand why they're still still uh and they raised it doubled it just recently yeah. didn't they or, the money yeah. i mean they just they yeah. like the money i guess kind of drunk with money now is what's your still under a uh state of emergency Are yeah they still mm-hmm. yeah. so and i've said this before and and it seems like governors in particular are, are drunk with the money you know with the COVID money and uh one reason that why they uh, are keeping that i mean i don't understand why they're keeping the state of emergency on there at this point well, the current state emergency is because of the flooding, but, you know, I don't know why he made it for all 55 counties, but actually one of my counties, Mingo, was hit pretty hard. Gilbert Creek was, you know, it was mainly Kentucky, but... Uh, oh, I mean, COVID-wise. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, he, it's still on there. Yeah, which he has the emergency powers, you know, to be able to make decisions, which, you know, a governor should be able to make decisions, but it should be have a little bit of oversight. You know, oh, yeah, with, definitely. So. It seemed like the, that's not what's been happening yeah that would cut the driving down like what would the time distance be from here to Myrtle Beach do you I I mean I just if it would cut it down make it like a smoother I think it would cut a good hour off of it because if you think about it where we're at we have to go due east Mm -hmm. to Charleston yeah and then go south Mm -hmm. but but from here you could hit hit, head south almost you know immediately yeah, you Especially just, me and Wayne, it would take you, you know, because, yeah. you know, right now to go to Myrtle Beach, I have to go a half hour north, mm-hmm. then uh, almost an hour to Charleston east before I even start south, you know. Wow. Right. It would well, that at makes least, sense. A, yeah, at least an hour because you could probably pick it up right there at the Virginia border with Phil. But North Carolina and South Carolina has to do their part because you have to go all the way to Columbia or take some back streets and or right. go 74. I guess they kind of did that with yeah, 74. North Carolina really has their uh, act together. They've got, I think, It's most South of Carolina complete. that needs yeah. to do their part, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I, I say uh, I'm making our trip to Myrtle Beach faster, but McDowell County is so charming. It was like, you know, you hear about the gold rush towns out in California where they, you know, built these little towns and they went away. Well, McDowell County has these coal rush towns, and I just made that term up. These big, like, you know, three- and four-story brick buildings and these little towns that, like, McDowell County had 120,000 population uh, in the 50s, and now it has less than 20. Wow. Wow. So you can imagine the whole county. Wow. And McDowell County has the the lowest life expectancy for a man and woman in the nation, 63. Is that because of the coal industry? Well, I think there's poverty and, and drugs, and but it's still such a charming county with charming people, and it's just uh, interesting. And I wish that they had, if I think a four-lane highway, you know, yeah. in, would give people a way to come into the area and also... At least get a sheets and a taco bell down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should take a road trip and go there. You that should. Was, uh, US 52. Mm-hmm. Just go south. Now we You can uh, actually... Take that way on the way to Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mate one is that that's Mingo County. That's my district. That's yeah. your district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go watch that movie. 
Yeah, I actually saw it in the Keith Albee in 1987. Yeah, believe it or wow. not. Now, didn't yeah. they film a lot of that at uh, Thurman? Thurman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'd heard that. And is Thurman in your district also? No, no, okay. no that's Fayette County. Fayette County. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went there. Me and Rhonda went there. It's like a population of four. Yeah, they have <laughs> a governor. And, yeah, they have a governor or not governor. They got a mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm the governor <laughs> of Thurman. <laughs> so somebody. You know, there, there's three votes. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> tree's getting TP'd. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of those little special gyms in, in West Virginia. Yeah. And, uh, man, I just um, keep up the good fight. I mean, I know probably just, just like anything, it probably gets you know probably gets to you sometimes. You just, just want to just, uh, you know, throw the baseball bat out the window or whatever. Yeah, you but, know, I have uh, had those times when I had a bill that I was, sure. quote, married to, mm-hmm. and it fell. I really get the wind knocked out of my sails, but um, I feel like, you know, I was raised at my dad's 76 service station. I grew up across the street from it and got to meet a lot of, uh, you know, people from rural areas, and I was born and raised in the country, and you were mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, the the hillbilly term, and, and, uh, you know, I'm a hillbilly, and, and there's lots of us good people that I think is also a tourism attraction because Appalachia is unique and uh mm-hmm. and instead of trying to say oh there's there's no um you know there's no hillbillies here you know there is and and i like them they're, they're my the kind best. of people they're the best people <laughs> they really are there's just there's something about somebody that's just down to earth and main thing is just to give you the shirt off the back they really are just good people good you know people. when you see people that are on their front porch or on mm-hmm. their yard and they wave when you yeah. drive past just good people right yeah, we need more of that it's funny you say that because um i knew several people come from out of town new york and different places and they because i had several businesses here and i, I, I interact with a bunch of people mm-hmm. but this one guy i asked him i said why what made you stop here why why did you decide to live here and he said, I, we were riding out in the country, and every time we passed somebody, they waved at us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where they were from, New York, New York City, yeah. wherever it was, it, you know, no one, you know, right. they wave at you with a one finger and a <laughs> hand on the horn. <laughs> my, my youngest daughter, she doesn't, uh, she said, I never flip people off because I just give them a thumbs down. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and Trump gives everybody a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, so. All right. Well, man, this was... Uh, this was very interesting. Um, was it worth the drive? Absolutely, yeah. He got lost. <laughs> he did. Right. The GPS just yeah, threw yeah. him off. I feel horrible. Every time that I start trusting a GPS, it burns me every time. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Yeah. yeah the, we didn't have internet, and we couldn't. Yeah, he, he wound up. Uh, you didn't see Ned Beatty or anything. No, that it was, far it was out. kind of classic <laughs> Appalachian. Kind, of, kind of classic, yeah. <laughs> have you ever been over here before to Lawrence County? You know, I've been this area yeah but not get away where you were. Oh, okay and okay stuff, so. i grew up actually on that where that gas station was where you oh, were really? at that's the road i grew up on mckinney mckinney creek yeah mm-hmm. well that's cool yep. well i've got i've got nothing else um just uh november election you want yeah tell people to come out and oh, yeah, god absolutely what, what am i a terrible host <laughs> yeah, thank you man i know he's I my know. robin I'm, he's the <laughs> robin of my batman so he builds me out every day i don't man. think so <laughs> <laughs> You're the peanut butter too much, Ellie. <laughs> Jason Crackers. Yeah, I'm, uh, we didn't even discuss Second Amendment, but I'm all the way mm-hmm. pro uh, Second Amendment, and already had discussion about pro life, and and I'm we've got another chance, and I'm gonna you know do all we can do, and right. if if we fail, make sure we elect some good conservatives that are hardcore pro lifers, you know, among other 
super conservative thing. It's really easy to be a right. Republican if you just look at the, the the Republican platform, both the state and the nation. Bill of Rights. You know, yeah. But it's really hard sometimes for people to stick to the Republican platform, and I try to do that. It's it's actually easy for me because that's the way I was raised, and right. you know, with the Christian Christian principles, that's part of it right. too. And uh, and so I try to to vote my conscience up there, and I bring a uh, a real world perspective to it. I grew up in a little family business, and and then I took it over in 2000, and uh, you know, so I'm a fiscal conservative because I've had to watch my uh, I think my, my dad says, if you watch your pennies, your dollars will take care of themselves. And so I see some uh, spending waste, you know, in the capital and or in these agencies and stuff. And, and so I try to reel them in when I can and, and uh, hold everybody's feet to the fire and, and uh, take my life experiences and apply them. But, you know, we all bring different things to the to the legislature up there. We all have different upbringings and background, and it all kind of melds together, and we yeah. bring points of view, and, and it, you know, a lot of times ends up the best. It's not always the hardcore conservative, but, you know, right. it's a compromise usually. Now, you mentioned Second Amendment. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, because we had conversations about this before, and uh, one guy in particular said, oh, they're not going to take your guns. And, then, you know, what you see on TV and what you see – you see a lot of things that look like they're going to take your guns. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's the playbook. I mean, look at Venezuela, and I say this all the time, but you know, they got to they got to disarm you before they can take everything else away from you. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest concern. Do you do you see that as being a? Maybe issue? I'm too optimistic. I don't see that, yeah. but um, you know. So I said I didn't have anything else. I do have one more thing. <laughs> okay. Any anybody anybody out there that you want to endorse? I mean, you are a two time. You know. Senator, I mean, you hold some weight. I mean, you know, endorse somebody, somebody that you see that could be primaried or somebody that, you, that you'd like to maybe throw his name out there for people to get out and vote uh, for, for the Second Amendment, for abortion rights, basically for our Bill of Rights, and, you know, that really would stand on the Republican platform. This is a midterm election, so there's not any uh, statewide offices that's up for grabs, you know. Primaries or anything? Uh, no, because, see, the general's coming up in November 8th. But I just got a piece of advice. Research who your and I don't care what part of the United States you live in. All right. Research, find out what Senate district you live in. Because, uh-huh. not to uh, talk about any of our listeners, but I bet you you know they're not sure who their senator is, sure. their state senator. And uh, also, you know, research your naturally your uh, U.S. senator. Find out who they are. Find out what they stand for. Find out what their opponent stands for, you know, chance, and especially in a primary, make sure you get, you know, that's important too because you want the conservative choice, or at least I do. That's great advice. And you that's can, something I also said, and the fact that yeah. you've got to look at their voting history too because they'll sit there and promise you the world. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their voting history and they voted against this You'll and see that the and the other, yeah, it'll come out. And, you yeah. know, I, I talk about the uh, Democrats and how they're uh, gun-toting, pro-life, you know, Christians, but I hate to say up in Charleston, I see them kind of vote the national Uh view when it comes to speeches on the floor and stuff. They kind of stick to their guns as far as their Democratic Party goes. I don't know if it it has to do with donations, you know, and sad, uh, but yeah, they they don't always vote the conservative uh, represent their Democrat, you know. So you got this conservative Democrat in West Virginia. And the the legislators don't vote a conservative Democrat 
vote on the floor. Right. So you yeah. kind of stick to the national. But cancel culture is real. It really yeah. is. So vote, man, just vote Republican. Not just Republicans, just, you know, MAGA. Somebody that has Christian values. I mean, that's yeah. basically all I can say. Well, and you look at, you think about, you're talking about Democrats and the difference it is in I mean, you take a, a California Democrat and a West Virginia Democrat. There's there's two different breeds right yep, there. Exactly. You you in West Virginia, you would be a MAGA conservative compared to a Democrat in California. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, it's, a, uh, like a middle of the road Democrat here would be a conservative Republican you know, mm-hmm, view yeah, in vice California. Versa. Yeah. What would you do? Vote for Trump? <laughs> I can hear it now. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, uh, this yes, is sir. one philosophy, and I know we're wrapping things up here, but no, I think conservatives act conservatively, and liberals, you know, are so noisy. As conservatives, sometimes, like in the state of California, I've got a lot of friends out there that are, or a few that, that are hardcore conservative, but I think they feel like they're beat mm-hmm. be- before they even go to the polls because they act conservatively. They're not loud. They're not like picketing and yelling and throwing things. Yeah. Noisy is a great word. <laughs> I think that's why we get such a bad rap sometimes for for certain issues is because there's some of us that are like standing up and using uh-huh. our voice. And they're like, They're oh. not used to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the problem, though. We do, and then cancel culture comes, and all this stuff, the virtue signaling, all this stuff comes, and then they back off and they look stupid. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. You know, you just stand up and say it, and don't say, oh, "I'm like, sorry." Don't, I said no, that. this is that's what I can't stand. Right. It, even like these, com, like all these comedians or Hollywood people, or somebody will say something, and then they'll get a little bit of slack from. Oh, them. I'm like, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm, I shouldn't have exactly. said that. Their PR person will make them put out this public apology. I'm like, why? Why be sorry? So what if you have a hundred people out of three hundred million people that don't agree with you? Who cares? Lose well, them. You that's don't what I was them. saying to Senator Maynard here. That's that's the thing that's mm-hmm. that we lack is the backbone. Mm-hmm. You know, until you know we realize that that was second place to you know God. But that's that's the thing. You, you if you're going to stand stand on it, man. Take a page out of Matt Gates's playbook there. That's right, man. Did you oh, mic drop? <laughs> yeah. Which was it? That was when uh, the, talking about the women protesting and stuff, and he they asked him about a, being offended, right? And he said they should be offended or yeah. be so, offended. So, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 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 See, that's why. That's when you show your weakness that way. I thought you know, he, you were talking about any, when he pulled out the hard drive and said, "No, I've got Hunter's laptop right here." No, <laughs> you know, whatever. When, if even you know, whether you're in a football game, whether you're in a business meeting, whether you're in a you know a political arena, man, never let them see your weakness. And the minute you back down, you look like a fool. That's why yeah. people play poker with sunglasses on, right? <laughs> right? One other thing, it's easy. I, I need to give my constituents some credit because it's easy for me to stand up for these pro to a uh, you know pro-life and Christian values because my constituents believe that you know your boss it makes yeah and it makes it I hate to say it makes it easy for me because I can stand up and be noisy and support right. that stuff because my people support that well, that's the way it's supposed to work yeah, I mean yeah. you work for you work mm-hmm. for them I mean you yeah. know they're your they're but they're your boss and you, you represent them yeah. but I'm, that's I'm blessed to exactly. represent people like I've got in that's my great. district yeah you yeah. got some good people yeah. there. Of course. I want to say one other thing. 
Stacy did such an awesome job organizing the Trump uh, parades. I Aww. was in two of them. Thank you. The first one I brought my General Lee to, which is a whole other bag of and And then I went on the last one, too, the big, mm-hmm. big lap. So that was, that was amazing. Thank you for all that. 34 miles. Wow. Thank you yeah. for all that work. I can't imagine, but I was wow. glad to be a part of it. Well, I'm hoping we can do it again. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to the Capitol with you. Man, she'll get you, she'll get you <laughs> thrown in jail, shot. <laughs> Hush <laughs> Be careful, man. What a what a great interview. What a great just a great discussion, man. I appreciate all you do. And yeah. um, if I if I lived in your district, I would vote for you. But get out, get out and vote for him, man. Mm-hmm. Senator Maynard, he's trying to probably one of the ones that is actually trying to make a difference. Just talking to you, and that, that's what we need more of. That yeah, we need it's real deal, real deal. Appreciate right. you guys having me on. Thank you. It's been yeah. fun. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. Like, share. What else? I don't know. What is that? Listen. <laughs> like, share, and listen. Yeah, Our yeah. friendly neighborhood doctor, listen to this stuff. Yeah, come on. You know, like it, share it, listen to it. And the, the listeners can look me up, Mark R. Maynard. I think I'm the only one on the internet, which is good for now. Right. Mark R. Maynard. Put my middle initial in there, and you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And right. Stuff, so. That's All important. Right. Cool. Sounds Research. Good. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks.